Welcome to Conversations in Tourism, where we put thought leaders, industry professionals, academics and futurists on the spot to explore the diversity of issues that are impacting and informing the evolution of the travel and tourism industries. Hi everyone, I'm Lauren and today we have the privilege of welcoming Nisha Abubakar to our Conversation in Tourism. Nisha is a management consultant, she's a corporate trainer, and she's an academic and has over 25 years of extensive management experience um, in tourism, hospitality, and events. She's the founder of her own company, Elevated Consultancy and Training, and also co-founder of World Woman Tourism, which is a network intelligence platform that provides opportunities for women in tourism to connect and to grow. She also initiated She in Tourism, which is a collaborative platform that supports Asian women to realize their potential in tourism and travel. It doesn't end there, though. Nisha also has her own podcast, and she is the host of Women We Watch in Tourism, the first global podcast featuring women leaders in tourism and hospitality businesses, and really looks at their achievements in entrepreneurship, gender equality, innovation, and many other aspects. Nisha, thank you very, very much for joining us today. Thank you, Lauren. It's such a pleasure being here, and uh, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you. Thank you. Um, let's start, well, with the global level. Tell us, why is it that you really believe that women in tourism is so important? Why is this the place where we have to start having a, an in-depth kind of conversation? Um, Lauren, you know, I, I'm a spirited campaigner of uh, women and women's empowerment because I think I'm very passionate about my industry, you know, the tourism industry. And you can see that, you know, um, this industry is driven by women, right? We are strongly represented in the tourism labor market. And if you notice, you know, lots of the uh, community-based tourism as well as uh, micro-businesses are also driven by women. And uh, the interesting thing is that when you look at uh, the increase in the number of travelers, you know, um, the, a large percentage today, more than 60% of the travelers, global travelers is also women. So I find that the future of travel is going to be female, right? And there is so much we can do as women to shape tourism, shape tourism businesses. And uh, also in the last decade, we've also seen a rise in female focused tours, you know, which means that mm -hmm. women are beginning to have more influence in our industry. And that translates to more jobs on the ground as well. Right. And because of that, I feel that um, women play a very critical role in shaping tourism. Uh, at least, you know, in the pre-pandemic world, we saw lots of positive changes. However, when the pandemic struck, we also saw a shift. Um, and I see it positively in the sense that travelers are thinking about sensible forms of tourism, responsible forms of tourism. And the moment the borders are going to be, you know, when the borders open, I think we will be gravitating towards destinations which are, you know, moving towards regenerative forms of tourism, right? Mm -hmm. And for that sort of tourism to develop, for us to recalibrate what kind of tourism we want to be something more sensitive and sensible, I feel that the kind of leadership 
that it requires is a leadership that is more inclusive, mm-hmm. more uh, collaborative, more community focused, and a little bit more empathetic, I would say, towards the ecosystem. And these are the characteristics that are of um, that are associated with women leaders or leadership that is closely associated with women. So I'm very positive that uh, whether it's pre-pandemic or as we come out of the pandemic, I feel that women's role in tourism development is going to get more critical. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, that is something that we, we see naturally the numbers Um, the employment opportunities for women. And, you know, we do see the struggles as well with women rising up the corporate chain as in any other industry. Um, And considering the number of people or the number of women in tourism, that obviously has a major impact, as you've said. But then one of the tougher questions, how do we turn discourse into action? Because I think we are talking about these kinds of things. And you founded or co-founded both World Women Tourism and She in Tourism. So how is it that, you know, how do you approach this? How do these organizations address those challenges and support Mm -hmm. women in making that contribution? I think, Lorraine, you pointed out to a really uh, important point out there is like, you know, we have lots of research, we have lots of conversations around it, but I think we need to walk the talk, right? We need to have actionable strategies. We need to put that into action. So uh, we uh, conceived, you know, um, World Women Tourism Mm -hmm. primarily because we felt that, you know, not enough women are represented at the decision-making tables. Uh, They face uh, huge barriers in accessing business procurement opportunities in tourism marketplace. And also in terms of education and training, we see that there is a uh, disproportionate representation of women receiving this. So in a a fast changing tourism landscape at the start of the COVID, we found that there is an important need for women professionals and entrepreneurs. And therefore we felt that if we provide the right opportunities, the network, the knowledge and support, women mm-hmm. in tourism will be able to fulfill their dreams, you know, and, and gain that social and financial empowerment and rise in the trajectory, right? And mm-hmm. we need to provide with uh, the opportunities for the women to unlock their immense potential that they have. And I feel that every woman has the ability to and the capacity to do that, to be a role model in her community if the right opportunities are presented. So we started the World Women Tourism, which is a a network platform to bring uh, the tribe of women Mm -hmm. in the tourism industry across the world, uh, particularly in Asia, and to empower them through collaborations, knowledge, and uh, to connect. So we've got three uh, major pillars, I would say. One is to connect, the other is to grow, and the third is to flourish as a community. Okay, so really about breaking those barriers and, and providing that opportunity. Um, other, other conversations is a networking woman to woman, or how do you see the role that, that men play in this? How, how would you position what you're doing with uh, World Woman Tourism and She in Tourism in relation to the you know, overall gender perspective and, and the role that, that men play in that as well? Mm-hmm. Interesting question that you're asking, <laughs> Lauren, because uh, the person who mooted the idea to me at a UNWTO conference exactly three years ago was a man. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he came up to me and said, Indonesia, this is what is happening globally, right? I said, yes, right. Would you like to start this? I need a woman to front it, you know, and I'll be your pillar and I'll be your support. I said, great. And he said, I've got somebody else who's interested in joining us. I said, who? And he said, another fellow uh, men in the, at the conference as well. So we, we actually uh, had the support of two men first, you know, mm-hmm. and then I came because they needed me to front it. And then uh, they put me in the driver's seat while they were supporting the idea. And then we had more women coming on board as part of our management team. So uh, I think, you know, one of the thing is for, for, for men to provide support you know, and, and share their platforms, share mm-hmm. and, and get the women to take the lead, like what happened to me. I think there are many out there and, and perhaps uh, they should be encouraged. They should be given the permission to do so, you know, and, and to share, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think that's really, really uh, critical because that really helps to transform the power dynamics in our industry. It yeah. can help to remove as we become role models, right? It can help to remove all forms of, uh, inequality or to discrimination and so forth. So um, we need the support of men. I think even though I call other company World Women Tourism mm-hmm. uh, and many people have questioned me to say, you know, why are you focusing on women? I said, no, that's not true. You know, we need the men to support us. And our, our pillars have always been men as well as women. Yeah, very, very important action. And, and thank you for that, because I think you used the word permission, which for me is a very important one. You know, we often talk about the gender issue um, in any industry, but in tourism, particularly women versus men. And so it's very nice to, mm-hmm. you know, hear that, of course, you've got a representation. Your main objectives are to encourage women to, you know, let them grow and flourish and provide those opportunities, which for many, many reasons, depending on where you're working, exist those barriers that you spoke about. But the permission to say, well, this is not only about women and then men are, you know, not having an engaged role in this. So I think that that's very nice to hear and very nice to see. But I have to ask you a critical question there as well. What was your first reaction when a man comes to you and says, hey, Anisha, we need you to front it. We need a woman to guide this, um, you know, in the right direction. I was really, really excited because, you know, um, you know, prior to that, I was actually doing some research on uh, how women tend to self-select ourselves, you know, out of the career track, uh, to put ourselves at the boardroom, to talk about our uh, accomplishments and our achievements or to be even visible, right? And we see mm-hmm. a lot of women being intentionally invisible. And uh, to me, it was important that if we are to make changes, if we are going to make shifts in our industry or in our community, we need to be bold and to be able to come up and be more visible. So when they proposed the idea, I was really excited, not because you know I, I had men proposing the idea, but I was really excited because I had the support you know, of men yeah. who came up there to say, look, we wanna do something. And I said, if, if both of these men are excited, you know, and they want to do something. And I want to be there to, to move ahead with them, you know. And it was very, very encouraging to say that, you know, let's do it together. Because that gave me that confidence, that courage, that boldness to be at the driver's seat and to become more visible, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I think it was not about just me being visible, but bringing the issues that have been sometimes been muted to become more visible, right? And yeah. uh, I was pretty blessed, I would say, uh, before 
even I started World Woman Tourism, I had several platforms that were opened up to me. You know, I had several stages opened up to me. Uh, I was a keynote speaker, panelist, I'm a lecturer. So I would say I had a voice, you know, and I had the platforms that where I could voice, you know. It, it's whether I, I take that opportunities, I seize that opportunities, you know, mm -hmm. to do that uh, and seek collaborations to do that, you know. Sometimes we hesitate, right? We hesitate to do that. And I'm very honest about that. You know, I, I sometimes yeah. I feel vulnerability. I feel sometimes that we feel shy, you know, um, mm -hmm. and sometimes we, uh, like I said earlier to you, I self-select, you know, from talking about these issues and, and my accomplishments or seizing these stages to talk about these issues, you know? So when we have uh, strong people next to you, whether it's male or female, it doesn't matter. And they are there to support you and they are there to um, hold your hands, you know, and move together. That's when yeah. many, many opportunities open up. And so I was really excited and I was, we were so quick, to move ahead with that. And I think it's about being with the right people, being with the right like-minded people. And once you feel it and your intuition says go, for me, I just said yes, and we moved on and there was no turning back. Fantastic. <laughs> I think, you know, the, absolutely, these are deep-rooted problems and these need collaborative, open debates and conversations and representations and the development of awareness. I think there are a mm -hmm. lot of people, I don't know how you would see this, a lot of people who simply aren't aware of the depth of issues and, and deep-rooted issues that face a woman's ability to take part in any particular industry. And as you've just said, that needs collaboration, that needs conversation. Um, what, what is your, your perspective and what is your biggest critique? Let's put it that way. Your biggest critique of the status quo um, of in the travel and tourism industry at the moment relating to, to gender issues? <laughs> I think um, one of my uh, critique at the moment would be that um, I feel that, well, a lot of um, problems that we see today, you know, lots of conversations are happening, but we need to ensure that these actions are undertaken you know mm -hmm. our industry had lots has a, a lot of structural problems you know like i mentioned to you earlier uh the the excess uh that women have to finance for example you know there are so many women entrepreneurs and leaders that i have seen in my community and in my tribe but they generally have got very uh they face many many significant barriers to access investment opportunities or to build the right network, you know, to get international support. And, you know, there are, of course, you look at the statistics and the research, and it has also shown that, you know, uh, there's a significant gap between the credit that women entrepreneurs seek and the finance that they have received, yeah. right? So um, you see such structures and barriers. And I find that um, we need more women leaders out there to be not just role models, but to open up uh, opportunities, remove structural barriers, you know. So yeah. if you look at some of the um, 
uh, statistics which shows that 23% of the uh, tourism ministers in the world are females, you know, such a very small number. Mm. But again, if you look at some of the research, it says that, you know, there is a proportionate, like when you have women leaders or, or tourism ministers, the policies, the macro policies become more positive in favor of uh, women you know, in terms yeah. of uh, removing the barriers or uh, being a role model and, uh, you know, uh, having favorable policies. And, and therefore, I, I feel that that more needs to be done uh, to allow for more tourism policy makers to be female. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that is a fundamental problem at the moment now that we don't have that sort of uh, visibility mm-hmm. at the macro level. Uh, while we have at the micro level, yes, but we need to have more uh, women to be visible at the macro level. So, yes, I think there are reports out there. Uh, there are lots of conversations saying that we should do that. We should, but then at the end of the day, you know, we need to move. We need to have policies, right? We need to have yeah. strategies at the macro level to make and, and to shift. And I, I would like to see that as a change in the current status quo. Okay, great. Yeah, I think the policy issue that that's a very good point at that particularly at that macro level. I think a lot of people don't think about it. Very often, we look at the micro level, but it's not, as you say, just about this role model, this, um, you know, mentorship, but, but leadership and proactive leadership to change those structures. And I think that's obviously something that you are doing now with your, you know, your very own brand new podcast, um, Women oh, We yeah. Watch in Tourism. You do you see this as a kind of, you know, inspirational form of accessible mentoring or how are you positioning this? How are you helping or hoping that this will help young women um, who are looking to grow in the tourism and travel industry? <laughs> That's a really uh, brilliant question, Laura, because, um, it, you know, the, the whole podcast thing, it's, it's something that I have been thinking about since the day COVID struck, you know, because uh, we know we, we saw that it was having a regressive effect on women, right? We saw yeah. the whole notion of, you know, the, the, the C session, uh, you know, affecting women uh, mm. more than, than men and women were going through lots of struggles, right? At uh, the start and uh, when the pandemic became worse, you know, and but we also saw something very interesting that uh, the, the crisis also gave visibility to inspiring and highly competent women leaders, you know, whether it's Jacinta Arden or, or, you know, lots of women leaders who are exemplary in managing and controlling the impacts. Mm. However, you know, and including at, at, at organizations as well, like hotels, I saw that, I saw in tour companies like Intrabet and all, you know, yeah. but um, there was a lack of platforms where their leadership journeys, uh, success stories, strategies, insights, the challenges, you know, yeah. uh, were not showcased, right? There was inadequate uh, platforms out there. And on the other hand, there were also many women who wanted to be learned, uh, to, wanted to learn from these women. They wanted to be inspired and influenced by these stories as well. So why not, right? We, we have a fantastic <laughs> pool of women here. Yeah. And then on the other side, there was hunger, you know, from our community. There's mm. a thirst and they want to know, they want to learn, right? And so we said, okay, why don't we give a opportunity a platform where we can have deep conversations, mm-hmm. taboo topics, you know, conversations that are not openly spoken about. And, mm-hmm. and, and the other thing I, I also have seen is that women, as I earlier mentioned, you know, and I am also guilty of that. We tend to, um, you know, not 
want to be visible. We 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 self-select and yeah. uh, not want to appear on platforms and talk about our our tribulations, our achievements, and our stories and so forth. We shy yeah. away. But I wanted to give again the same word. I want to say give women the permission to say, "Come on, let's come on this platform. We need you." Yeah, we we really want you to support us and the tribal women. Don't keep your stories to yourself. You know, yeah. your stories can be magic. Can be the survival kit of another woman in the world who's listening in. You know, and we need that. We are hungry for all that in the current pandemic situation, and therefore we said this podcast is going to be the ideal. Platform for that. While we hear many podcasts out there talking about women as travelers, we don't see that many podcasts that give an opportunity to women to share yeah. what they have learned, what they have shifted. You know, topics that we really want to talk about. While we speak about that in in behind closed walls, mm-hmm. you know, but we wanted we we wanted them to air this openly. Yeah. So you're not just talking about all the shiny stuff. You're talking about the development journeys of women who, yes, are successful in tourism, but with all the bumps and the hiccups along that road, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And so you, you also mentioned, you know, you want to open up the tough topics. Um, what are those topics? What are the sort of two or three topics on your agenda, um, whether it's, you know, with the podcast or whether it's uh, with, with World Woman Tourism or she in what are the, give us the top two or three topics that you really feel you need to push a little bit more and bring out into a very deep um, understanding, awareness raising discussion if we're talking about women and tourism? Mm. Um, I think one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, issues that we want to talk about and, and it's not openly spoken about is that of, um, you know, gender oppression, sexual discrimination, sexual harassment in our hospitality industry. It's so prevalent. If you look at the statistics, it's, it's scary. You know, what are our females, you know, as female staff we face in the, yeah. in the hospitality, our young students, our interns, when they enter into the industry, we don't even prepare them for that, you know, and they get into a psychological shock and mental problems and issues. And, you know, the image of this industry gets impacted and females don't want to join. If you look at the Middle East, you know, less than 18% of the industry is made up of female. Because mm. of the, the image of this industry, you know, one that has got sexual discrimination and harassment and uh, oppression and so forth, right? And if you look as academics have seen um, journals, there's so few journals out there that highlight these problems specific to destinations as well. Yeah. So we want to talk about this sort of issues, you know, how prevalent is it? What what needs to be done? What can be done? Like if you look at in Egypt, for example, they have a gender seal, you know, mm-hmm. where at the country level, they have started openly talking about, you know, uh, gender-based oppression and discrimination and having a seal. Yeah. across the industry we need to move and we need to do things like that and therefore I hope one of these conversations that I would like to have on my podcast will be on this let's openly talk about it what's going on yeah and create the awareness and also create the critical reflection on on how we get rid of that I mean it comes back full circle almost to those barriers you're talking about too I think one of the main barriers I don't know how you would see it would be fear um, in many instances, in many industries, um, entering as a woman, I myself as well, I'm, probably you can confirm it, 
you know, you say you self-select, but also that comes very often from a place of fear. Yeah, I mean, I, I have gone through that myself in my younger days, and I never thought that was gender oppression or sexual harassment. And yeah. I wish somebody had told me back then, you know, but nobody did, because nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody wanted to, uh, you know, create an awareness about that, you know, and I had to go through my own journey, you know, and today, I think we need that, that bold voices to be able to speak about these issues. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that those are going to be tough conversations um, to be had. And uh, I think the only way to do it is, is to get going. So I look forward to you opening up those conversations uh, with your guests. And I look forward as well to, to listening to it. Um, Thank you. If, you know, if we've, we've got a number of listeners, women, men, everyone out there. Is there any kind of sort of one piece of advice that you would give in terms of responding to the emerging future of tourism that we, we have now? Well, I'll take a, a gender perspective to this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, in general, there's so many issues that we really need to look at. I mean, I'm a very passionate tourism professional, and I <laughs> think the way that we are going to be developing tourism got to be very sensitive and very sensible, you know? And truly, mm -hmm. I honestly believe that women leaders have the ability to shape that future that we have ahead of us. You know, and um, I am a firm believer of spiritual leadership. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, you know, uh, we need to talk about that sort of leadership that will be able to do, you know, talk about love and harmony and interdependence and interrelationships. And we need to talk about these sort of um, important dimensions as we develop tourism I would say, you know, the, the, the next phase of tourism development as we come out of this current situation that we are all in. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I really hope, you know, women will be given a very important role and not just about will be given. I think we need to seize it. You know, we need to mm -hmm. take that, these opportunities. We need to seize these opportunities. We've got to take that accountability and that responsibility to say that, you know what, we want to shape the change right, that is going to be yeah. ahead of us. So um, whether we are at the macro level, you know, where we can make decisions or, or uh, like, like myself, you know, whether we are uh, entrepreneurs at our level, what is it that can we do, you know, whether it's a podcast or whether it's going to be, like we did a series of, you know, what we call global webinars mm -hmm. where uh, we did webinars at many countries, six countries last year, inclusive of Bhutan and, and Myanmar, and Indonesia, where we got women to talk about their problems so that the uh, policymakers can listen to that and say, okay, what can we do to support women mm -hmm. during the, the pandemic so that the regressive effect will not be that bad, you know, as we come out of it. So uh, we, we started doing that, you know, yes, we, we didn't make money out of that, but so what? Right. It, it helped to bring some conversations. It brought yeah. some awareness. And that's critical. At least that started some women to say, OK, let, let's start our own. You know, if we can be role models to say, why don't you do it at your country level? We have come in. We have started to open it up. Why don't you do it at your own country level and start looking at strategies? Mm -hmm. So we did that you know, at, at local webinars and, and podcasts. So I wish to see more of these sort of initiatives that is going to push our agenda and bring tourism to that sort of a, a sensible and sensitive form of tourism development, which is going to allow women to play a very important role, whether as 
decision makers or as entrepreneurs or as travelers, because as I said to you, the future is going to be female. I feel that, you know, as I've seen it somewhere, it's like when there's progress for women, it's progress for all. All right. And, thing, and yeah. sustainable forms of tourism development cannot happen unless we have the contributions of women recognized. Right. And yeah. therefore, I think that that's something we really all have to come together and do. Yeah. So it's about understanding what that future can and should look like. It's about understanding those barriers. It's about actively engaging with the barriers, creating awareness, creating a platform for collaboration across genders, regardless of how anyone identifies um, and saying, you know, there are things that we need to speak about and there needs to be some structural, some institutional institutional, and some uh, systemic changes that have to happen mm -hmm. if we want to realize the future of tourism as we believe it can be and the potential that I think can be realized uh, through all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, we've got so much to do. <laughs> I think the pandemic has given us such an opportunity. It was a downtime, you know, in the beginning yeah. at least, but now things are catching up. But I think the downtime was, is an amazing opportunity. And uh, I saw, I was so heartened by the initiatives that the number of women that I see across the world who have come together to, to start, whether it started with webinars, of course, you know, a number of podcasts have come up, the number of papers that have been written about this, the number of, you know, gender segregated data mm. that has come up there, you know, and collaborations. I mean, you know, women across the world have stepped up to say that, you know, let's collaborate like you, you know, you came up and say, hey, let's talk about this. And I've done the same <laughs> with so many women and nobody has come to say no. You know, yeah. everybody is so excited to push the agenda and, and shape. And I think that is absolutely so positive. And to me, that is something that is, um, you know, a blessing that the COVID has given us. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's a lot of opportunity, as you say, and our emerging future, people seem to forget that somehow it starts right now. The future doesn't have to be in 10 years or five years. It's, it's no. today, it's tomorrow. So, so let's get moving, right? Let's, let, let's get our hands dirty. And I think that's one of the things or the messages I'm going to take away from you here today, Nisha. Let, let's get busy with it. Don't stand back and, and keep talking about it. Yes, the conversations need to be had. They need to be far Absolutely. more in-depth, far more critical. But let's also figure out the ways in which we can, you know, implement and incite and stimulate the change that we believe needs to be there in order to realize that potential. Absolutely. And then we also begin to see, you know, the younger ones, the Gen Zs, you know, and, and mm. this is the woke generation, right? <laughs> and they are very passionate. Yeah. I've got so many of them stepping up to say, tell me what we can do, you know, how yeah. can we help you, right? And, yeah. and we need to, to inspire them. We are the role models, you know, and we need to inspire them. We need to get them and tuck them under our wings and let them fly with us, right? And, yeah. and this is the best time to do it because they are all out there waiting for us to guide them, but mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, stand next to them and get them to also lead. Absolutely. Nisha? Thank you so very, very much for your wonderful insights, for taking your time, for having this conversation with us. I think we are definitely going to be inviting you back for a number of other conversations. I think we've got so much to explore and I'm very grateful to have, you know, come to know you. And I'm looking forward to, to listening to some of the, the conversations and, and those difficult, difficult topics that you're going to be opening up. I look forward to listening to those as well. Thank you very, very much. 
Thank you, Lauren. And uh, it's an honor being here and to speak about something that I'm really, really passionate. And I wish, you know, more women would step up and also speak about these issues. And uh, I'm so happy, you know, that you have started this podcast. We need more of these conversations to inspire. So congratulations. And I wish you all the very best, Lauren. Thank you, Nisha. Thank you for listening to another episode of Conversations in Tourism. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to follow us on social media and subscribe so you don't miss out on any future Conversations in Tourism.